0: And you may have seen her on Dateline, 48 Hours, CNN, NBC, ABC, O'Reilly Factor, and many other shows, including our own 90-minute PBS television special, Protecting Yourself in the Information Age. To learn more about this radio show and our great guests, please visit KUCI.org slash piracy. Hey, Murray what's our show about today?
1: Lloyd, today our show is about stalking. And that is the worst privacy invasion, and it's terrifying. But we are so thrilled because today we are going to be speaking with an expert who wrote this wonderful book that I have right in front of me. It's kind of a scary cover, but it is an excellent book. It's called How to Stop a Stalker, and this is by Detective Mike Proctor. He, uh, he has a nickname called Duck, which we'll talk about in a minute. But Mike Proctor has become one of the nation's leading experts on stalking. The first U.S. crime study on stalking estimated that 1 in 12 women and 1 in 45 men are stalked sometime in their life. To help combat that, as well as assist not only those who are stalked, but those that investigate them, he wrote this great book, How to Stop a Stalker, along with articles for the california journal of law enforcement and other professional publications and i know he's going to tell us about a new book that he's written as well but he has over 30 years of law enforcement experience during which he has worked and consulted on over a hundred stalking cases and he is going to talk more about that but he has done tremendous work for law enforcement and he's going to help us understand about what is stalking and how to deal with it. So, thank you so much, Mike, for joining us.
0: Oh, not a problem. Pleasure.
1: So, why don't you tell us why you got caught? Why your nickname is Duck? Why don't you start out with that?
0: Well, what happened is one of the uh, one of the officers when I first started out in the police department uh, saw that I was always getting in trouble. And uh, always coming out of it uh, pretty pretty well, uh, not uh, getting too many days off or anything else. So they started calling me the duck because <laughs> things roll off a duck's back.
1: Well, so that's good. I guess that's really important when you're when you're working with stalkers too. You have to let some things just roll off your back. Why don't you tell us how you got into being an expert on stalking? I know you sent me something that talked about really how, what happened back in 1991 when you were with the Westminster Police. Why don't you tell that story?
0: Well, what happened is I was a a homicide detective at that time. My partner and I were working uh, the desk, and uh, an individual came to the front counter, a female, and she had had, uh, apparently been stalked for the previous nine years, and nobody could seem to help her. And the stalking law had just come into fruition in California. It was the first stalking law in the world. And we hadn't worked a stocking case yet. Nobody had, except for uh, L.A. was in the process of working one, and we hadn't. Uh, nobody in Orange County yet. So the case was given uh, to the uh, Homicide Division because initially it came in as uh, uh, an insurance company. had called us and said that this particular female was trying to kill her husband for... Uh, the proceeds on the insurance policy so we had contacted her and asked her to come in so we could interview her and see what was happening and after our interview we found out that in fact the stalker had made the phone call mm. and had set her up and so that's how we got involved in the first stalking case in orange county the and the second one in the in the world probably
1: and so you got the guy huh you were able to prosecute him
0: yeah, we, prosecuted. we it took us three months to get the case through because nobody in the uh, district attorney's office knew how to uh, prosecute a stalker. No one had ever seen one before, so the case. Right. And uh, so we we got the, the case through, and they prosecuted him, and then we ended up arresting him three more times. He was profiled on America's Most Wanted when he fled jurisdiction, and uh, then we ended up uh, going out to at Tuscaloosa, Alabama in 2000, And I testified against him because he murdered uh, an individual out
1: there. Mm, Someone else who had been stalking, huh? Oh, my goodness. So why don't you tell us, how do we identify a stalker?
0: Well, you know when you're being stalked when there's an unwanted pursuit. Most people ask us, well, how do you know you're being stalked? If you're a victim of stalking, you know pretty much right away. Uh, You start getting uh, unwanted contact. And uh, to simplify it, it's just called unwanted contact. It's a course of conduct crime that uh, rude, annoying, or threatening behavior takes place and causes you emotional distress or fear. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And so... What, what are the different types of stalkers? You talk about it in this great book, which, by the way, I really enjoy your book. as something for every person that they can read, not just law enforcement people. It's really easy to understand, and you have really great tips on protecting yourself and protecting your home. So I just want to put that in there because I, I really appreciate this book. So, so talk to us about the, the different types of stalkers.
0: Well, there's a variety of stalkers, and most people think, well, there's just one type of stalker. And unfortunately, what they do is they uh, they see the stalker on television—that's uh, the media stalker that's going after uh, a media personality—and that's only about uh, anywhere from six to nine percent of all stalking is media related. Most stalkings, domestic violence, or intimate personal intimate personal relationship stalking. So. Basically what I did is I broke down stalkers into three separate categories, which would be uh, a stranger stalker, you don't know who the individual is, a domestic violence stalker or intimate partner stalker. You've had a relationship with that, you've been married or had a dating relationship, but intimate partner now is classified, you don't have to have a sexual relationship with the individual, just some type of relationship with them, and then I classified the other one as an acquaintance type stalker. but. Over the years, we've broken that down even further into a variety of other stalkers, like predator stalker um, and uh, workplace violence stalker, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, you have to know exactly what type of stalker you're going to investigate, so that you can you can investigate the case in a very efficient fashion.
1: Are are most stalkers capable of murdering their
0: victim? Well. The newest statistics that are out say that um, about 5 million people are, are actually stalked annually in the United States. That's probably mm-hmm. still a little bit low. And they actually classify 3.5 million people as actually being uh, stalking victims because the other percentage didn't show fear, even though there was still stalking behavior involved. And they say out of that, 1% to 2% of the people that are stalked are murdered annually. So that's a big. Yeah. chunk of people that are killed, all stalkers have a propensity for violence, but not all stalkers exhibit violence at all. And some stalkers never threaten their, per, their, their victims. In other words, they don't come right out and say, I'm going to kill you. Uh, no one else is going to have you, etc., etc. Some stalkers uh, don't do that at all. So it, it depends on the type of stalk you're dealing with.
1: So why is this crime growing so much, do you think? What is that reason? It's not only growing in the United States, but even outside of the United States, right?
0: Yeah, it's a huge problem throughout the world. Um, We deal, we just got finished helping Scotland get their law, uh, and I help other countries uh, generate their laws. Uh, I'm working with with Norway at this particular time, and um, stockings become more of a problem due to a variety of reasons, primarily um, because people aren't able to develop coping mechanisms and handle uh, their emotions. It, and the other problem they have, there's a lot of mental disorders out there that we run across, uh, personality disorders that create stalking issues. And it's, it's growing and growing.
1: Hmm. So uh, what, what are some of the tools that you use as an investigator to, to get these people and get them off the streets?
0: Well, you've heard the term, it takes a village. Well, in essence, that's exactly what it takes when you're working a stalking case. It's an unusual type of investigation. It's not hard to do, and we teach law enforcement on a regular basis. In fact, I'll be teaching in seven uh, separate states this year. Um, What we do is we suggest that they form a team, and they have a social worker, they have a victim advocate that goes to the Goes to court with a victim, etc., etc. When we when we get a victim, uh, and we vertically prosecute the stalker. So in essence, the investigator that that gets the stalking case works it all the way to the end, uh, and also the DA that gets the case. We would like to have them not switch it off and and pass it off to another district attorney. So. We keep close tabs on our stalking victim, and we have a set protocol that we utilize, and that's what we teach when we're out there with other individuals, with other agencies. We teach them our protocol, which is about 21 pages.
1: Wow. We are speaking right now with Detective Mike Proctor, who is the author of this great book, How to Stop a Stalker. And I understand you have another book that's going to be coming out soon. What is the name of your other book?
0: Right. The other book's called Antidote for a Stalker, and then there's going to be a subtitle that we haven't figured out yet. Um, However, it's going to be much more extensive than the book, How to Stop a Stalker, goes into identity theft, which is your expertise, uh, in in much greater detail and talks a lot about what's happening, not just in the United States, but in the European Union and elsewhere in the world.
1: So, Mike, tell me something, you know, like, is there a difference between, for example, a female stalker and a male stalker? I know we see that, that there's a lot of females that commit identity theft because you don't have to use a gun, you don't have to face your victim or anything. They're, they're about 50-50 for male and female identity thieves. So what, what about stalkers? Are they about, is there, is about the same amount, and are they different? How does that all work?
0: No, they're not the same amount, but we arrest a lot of females stalkers. And uh, one study that was done by Boyd and Malloy, and I interviewed them prior to, in fact, that study is in How to Stop a Stalker. They talk about uh, their population that they work in regards to female stalkers, that they use more faxes, identity theft. uh, They don't pursue as much as male stalkers. Now, we didn't find that to be the case. All the female stalkers that we dealt with pursue their victims, their targets, mm-hmm. males or and or females, because we have lesbian stalkers and homosexual stalkers as well. So they go after same partners um, in their relationships. But uh, are female stalkers as violent as male stalkers? For the most part, no. But they will use texting, faxing, identity theft, uh, take people to court, try to shut down their um, utilities, these types of things, to go after their uh, their victims. So they're just as
1: relentless, but just in different ways?
0: Uh, absolutely. And you know as well as I do that women can be extremely relentless. Yes. And they have their techniques uh, that cause issues with males. Uh, for example, I'll just give you one sh- quick example. An individual uh, had several photos that were not... Uh, Let's say there were risque photos sent to his place of work, and that created a lot of issues for him. Right. So they do things like that.
1: Right, to embarrass or, or do Absolutely. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about technology? Oh, my gosh. With technology and the Internet, that's got to create a whole bunch more problems for you. Tell us about those.
0: Yeah, cyber stalking is a huge problem. And it's, in fact... Um, uh, it's become such a, a huge problem that Orange County, the FBI, and LA County got together and they formed their own uh, cyberstocking forensic unit, and it's set up in the city of Orange. It's the first one that we're aware of um, that uh, handles LA, Riverside, and Orange County cases um, because you need people that are total experts to work that. The average stocking investigator can't do that; they don't have the expertise. And these uh, stalkers have become extremely adept at gathering information. And unfortunately, there's so much information on the internet that it makes them fairly easy for just the average stalker to get the information.
1: Yeah, you know, when you think about all the social networking websites, people just give all that information themselves.
0: Uh, that's a real problem for us. And I don't adhere to any website. I will not go on any social networking website at all. I have the only thing I have is I have a website under uh, so people can gather information and they can send me email emails and ask me questions that 's it i don 't go on any of your Facebook Twitter accounts, or anything mm-hmm. of, of that nature because there's too much too much out there
1: yeah and and the I have those, but i don 't put up anything personal. I have up my business stuff because that's just my marketing, but I don't put up anything personal as well. And I think the hard part of it is if you have friends that put up about you, you don't even have to be on Facebook. They could write something about you. Oh, my friend, you know, my friend detective, Mike proctor says this, and, boy, he's got this in his family. You know, that's the scary part is you don't even have to do it yourself, but it could be up there from somebody else. So. Well,
0: and you're absolutely correct. And, unfortunately, what happens is kids don't, think about what they're doing half the time they're trying to gather as many friends as they possibly can it's kind of a competition and they don't have any idea what's going out there about them
1: exactly you know i remember reading about the first cyber stalking case in orange county um, and it's very similar to a case that i helped a woman with in new york city i'll just tell you because you get a kick out of this one this happened about uh, five years ago A woman um, who she ended up I had her do a show with me because she was willing to talk about it later and I got her on the front page of the New York Times she called me from New York City because she went to the police they wouldn't help her she had all these men calling her and coming to her door and talking to her about the fact that she had put up something on a dating website that made them think that she was hot to trot and all sorts of stuff about her put up her picture Uh, put up exactly where she lived and her phone number, and she didn't do it. And she was terrified, and she went to the New York City police, and they said, hey, there's nothing we can do about this. So I happened to have been friends with um, a writer for the New York Times who did a lot on cyber issues, and he put on the first page of the New York Times saying that the police wouldn't help. And uh, we ended up, finally, they did take a police report, and we did end up finding out, That uh, we were able to take down the website, uh, take down the information that was put up on the website, and we found out who it was. It was a roommate from 10 years before Mm -hmm. that that it was a woman who was jealous of this woman and decided that that's what she was going to do. And she had mental problems. She was still living with her parents and it ended up that uh, my client did not sue her or anything, but we did get an apology, and, of course, we took it down. But at that point, law enforcement didn't even know what to do. They said it was a civil issue. We can't even help you. But she was terrified, and especially with all these men coming to her door and knowing her address. But I remember there was something similar in Orange County several years ago too.
0: Well, the first, that's called stalking by proxy. Yeah. And the first case was actually an L.A. case, and what it was was a security guard, a 55-year-old security guard um, was uh, giving the same type of information, posting on rape websites um, mm-hmm. for this particular woman who didn't even have a computer. She'd never been on the Internet. And, and these individuals came out and began stalking this, this, uh, this woman. I mean, they didn't, they didn't know who she was. They just saw the website postings and figured that exactly what you're talking about. They showed up at her doorstep, they scared her to death, and they wanted to have a relationship with her, and this guy put these postings up. Right. And we call that stalking by proxy, and unfortunately, it happens all the time.
1: And I know, and how do you deal with that? I mean, first of all, you may not even know it's up there until somebody starts to call you, and that's what happened with this other woman, because she obviously wasn't online, and with my client in New York City. What do you do about it? It's
0: anything- a crime in the state of California, and it's yeah. a crime in, in many other states, so um law enforcement just has to be up to speed and when you bring that up it's a very good point law enforcement doesn't want to for lack of a better term they don't want to kiss it off but a lot of times it's training that's why we're continually training they don't know line personnel doesn't know and then it doesn't get back to the investigators etc so that's why we push that all law enforcement individuals are people are out in the street are made aware of what stalking is and, and the, what they need to look for. And those that are trained do an outstanding job, and they uh, get it back to the detectives that are handling, They're supposed to be trained in that as well, and they handle the cases. But oftentimes we, we get the same horror stories you do, yeah. that they, the law enforcement didn't do anything for me. Uh, they tell me it's a civil problem. Well, no, it's not. But yeah. they need to be trained on that.
1: How about um, does culture create barriers for, for when you're investigating these stalkers?
0: Absolutely. Tell um, me about
1: that, yeah.
0: We have a problem with pursuit in many cultures. Uh, many cultures feel that pursuit is something that the male can do without impugnment. And so what happens is they go after the female continually and they in fact are stalking them but in their culture they say well no no you have to put up with that mm-hmm. uh... we found a lot of that in the asian and the uh, muslim cultures and that type of thing and also where you have extreme problems with um... domestic violence scenarios where they don't get any satisfaction from law enforcement so um, for example i can't go to certain Certain countries, I get emails all the time. Can you help me from certain Middle Eastern countries? Well, no, I can't. I really love to, but I can't because you're law enforcement personnel. Number one, there's no laws to protect you in that area, and number two, they wouldn't help you anyway because they're not programmed that way. Right. Women are not are second class citizens in too many countries, and that's what we run into, mm. especially where there's huge human rights violations. So. Their stalking continues all the time, but we can't do anything about it because um, their law enforcement community is not designed to assist the women.
1: Right. I mean, we hear about all these honor killings and craziness. Yeah. So, yeah. I exactly. Mean, and we have enough stalking here to to for you to train lots of law enforcement for the next hundred
0: years, probably. Well, <laughs> well law enforcement is. You know, there's there aren't a lot of. Uh, stocker trainers right now. We're getting more and more out there, but um, it's going to take time. And right now, as you well know, the economy being the way it is, training is on the back burner for everything.
1: Right, right.
0: That's a real problem.
1: So, Mike, why don't you tell us, you know, you have some great, uh, you know, hints of what to do and suggestions. Can you talk about how we can limit our stocking exposure? Can you give us some hints on that?
0: Sure, well... A lot of things you can do to limit your stalking exposure. That doesn't mean you're still not going to get a stalker. Right. Because you can be the the strongest person out there and still, and we get that sometimes, uh, especially from people that are, uh, from women that are in law enforcement. Well, I'm so strong, that's never going to ha- happen to me, I, et cetera, et cetera. Well, there are certain types of stalkers out there. That's what they're looking for somebody that thinks they're so strong that the. Uh, Nothing's ever going to happen to them, and they take that as a challenge. Right, right. So, uh, But limit during your exposure, one of the ways you can do it especially is don't give out so much information. Uh, people tend to give out information about themselves on a fairly regular basis, and one of the ways you're talking about social websites. But just to give you an example, you drive down the street, and you look at a vehicle that has all these little stickers on the back of the car, and it shows that I, I'm... I've got three kids, a dog and a cat. Right. Or I'm a I'm a nurse and I. and then you look further and you can actually find out where that person works. Or I'm a horsewoman or whatever. People advertise unknowingly all the time.
1: And then and when from you, there they can go to all these, you know, information brokers online and And find out where, you know, go to Spokio.com or any of these, and they, they can find out where you live. They can find out everything about you.
0: Yeah, it's tragic because what happens, once they find out your name and they can verify exactly who you are, you pull up, just like one of those websites that you were discussing, you pull it up. They show if you own a home. Right. They've got a photograph of your house, what it looks like, where you live how much they think you make, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And that information is king with the stalker. So that's one of the things that we suggest. Now, in the old book that you you brought up, and uh, uh, and that works out pretty well, too. We give a lot of information there. But the newest book we have gives a lot more information on how to protect yourself. And... Once you have a stalker, there's a, there's a variety of things that you need to do. You really need to get law enforcement up to speed. Can and, you give us
1: like a, maybe three tips, if you think you're being stalked, what you should do?
0: Well, you need to document, document, document. Um, keep as much information about what the stalker is saying to you. Uh, keep all emails, if you're getting emails from the individual, uh, contact law enforcement in the state that you're from and see if they allow you to tape record any conversations that come across, because that's extremely crucial. And start tape recording all that. you don't have to. Most kit situations, you don't have to tell the stalker because it's a criminal case that you're your tape recording them. And um, you also want to make uh, be aware of your surroundings. Take different ways home. Don't go home the same way all the time. And you may want to keep uh, some clothing in your car, some uh, additional funds with you in case you have to stay in a motel room if you think you're being followed at that particular time. Make sure you have a cell phone. Um, there's a whole litany of things that you can do. Um, notify your parents or your relatives that you're being stalked. Get a photograph of that individual. You, if you, you need to make your workplace aware of it in case the, that individual shows up to your workplace. Um, in fact, we stress um, in workplace violence scenarios, and which includes stalking, uh, that you had, that your place of work it needs to be aware of how to handle all those things.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. We've heard so much here, even in Orange County, when uh, the the ex husband went and stalked and killed all those people in the beauty salon. I mean, right. this is this is uh, scary stuff. Now, what do, you, what do you think needs to happen in society? We just have a couple minutes here. Do you have any ideas about what we should do in our society to make this change?
0: Well, we need, some, we need laws to change, and you're seeing that in the U.K. now. They're starting to change their laws. Scotland didn't have a law. They're changing. So, And you're seeing many states. We assist states in helping them change their existing law. All, all 50 states, and, and including our protectorates in the United States, have stalking laws. Um, some of them need to be enhanced, um, and they 're going that in that direction so and education is extremely important, but you have to change outlook on uh what's how you handle stocking. The whole outlook on stocking has to change in many parts of the of the world, not just the United states right so I think that 's the best thing you can do.
1: Well, thank you so much for writing this book, *How to Stop a Stalker* by Detective Mike Proctor. I think this is really a wonderful book. I think everyone should have it. I remember years ago when I wrote, read *The Gift of Fear* by uh, Gavin Gavin De Becker. Uh huh. And that really taught me a lot. And then I just been reading this, and I'm going, "Wow, this is great too." So, thank you so much for all the great work you're doing. And why don't you, um, as soon as your new book comes out, we're gonna talk about that one too, okay? Not a problem. All right. You take care. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Mike.
0: Well, you do the same.
1: Okay. Bye-bye. You've been listening to KUCI, 88.9 FM Irvine and org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on Privacy Piracy. And check out our website at org slash privacy piracy where you can download podcasts, listen to archived interviews, see our upcoming guests, and write us Uh, Any kind of email you want about what you're concerned about with privacy in the information age. Thanks. Stay private.
0: The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.